Hi, this is Paul, and I want to thank you for checking out my new podcast. I want to first off apologize for the audio. I was checking out um, recording on my phone, and I was in an area with some background noise I wasn't aware of until I listened to it back. But I was really happy with the content, so I decided to go ahead and publish as is. I hope you find it interesting and entertaining, and I hope it prompts you to come back for more. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Paul. You have found the Legacy Finance Podcast, which um, if you were looking for a finance podcast, welcome. If you weren't, then maybe keep on going because you found one that talks about investing and dividends um, from the perspective of being um, a parent and a father um, who's not only investing for um, income now and future income, but also um, with the idea that I want to teach my kids about investing and money and finance things that I never was taught as a kid. My parents were really, really good with money. Um, we didn't have a lot of it. We grew up um, very, and I wouldn't say poor, but we definitely didn't have a lot of money. We lived in a very, very um, tiny house out in the country. My dad worked really hard. He owned a restaurant and my mom was a nurse. So it was a constant, um, you know, they worked paycheck to paycheck, I'm sure. But my sister and I never never wanted for anything. We always had food, um, birthdays and Christmases were always, um, you know, full of gifts and family and things like that. So it was a great childhood, but I, I am aware now as an adult that we were not very well off. Um, after my family moved, um, from Illinois to California and other opportunities came along to my parents, they, they were able to develop greater wealth in their families, um, which helped us as me and my sister, but that's going to be for another podcast. So what I want to do in this episode was just, like I said, introduce myself to you, let you know what to expect and what I hope to give as far as information goes and what I want to get back from my listeners. Cause this, I want this to be kind of an interactive thing. Um, I want to be able to, uh, hear your comments and thoughts about the podcast, about what I say, agree or disagree, it doesn't matter to me. Everybody has a different goal, everybody has a different mindset, everybody has different risk tolerances, everybody has different um, parameters and metrics they use to decide whether or not um, an investment is a good investment or not. I'm just going to lay out what I'm doing and for what reasons, and then we can have a discussion about that. Along those lines, I'd love if you'd follow me on Twitter. I'm on, um, you can find me at options underscore legacy on Twitter. And then um, you can email me if you have a question or comment at the legacy finance podcast at gmail.com. What I wanted to kind of talk about now is I've been thinking a lot about investing and about the types of personalities that invest and what you need as far as an investor to have as a mindset. And the best I'm going to come up with right now, and because I'm a baseball fan, is um, is baseball. If you are a fan of the game of baseball, then you already have the temperament and the mindset to be a good investor. The reason why is because if you look at the baseball season, it's 162 games, if your team doesn't make the playoffs, of day after day, week after week, month after month, of just little actions, either in the field, on the mound, or behind the plate, that add up over the season to create your portfolio. A batter 
is graded on how well they bat. But that grade isn't based on one at bat or even two at bats. And for most who have long careers in baseball, their grade never stops being graded until they eventually retire. I think of, a, of, of you know the greatest people we've seen behind the plate, Babe Ruth, um, Ted Williams, um, and now we have Albert Pujols and Mike Trout as examples in our current generation. These guys have had multi-decade careers in order to rack up their portfolio behind the plate. And that has, you know, we've got batters with over 700 home runs. We've got batters that, you know, have a batting percentage of over 300, 400. Um, so that doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen in one at-bat. That happens after multiple, multiple times coming to the plate, striking out, hitting the ball at a pop fly that's being caught out, or hitting singles, doubles, triples, home runs. Investing is the exact same way. If you find that you can, if you find that you have the, the temperament and the patience to take each investment as an at-bat and let that at-bat perform how you want it to perform or not, make the decision to cut it or hold it, each at-bat is going to add up over time. You may have some that you strike out on. You may have singles, doubles, triples. You may hit a home run every now and then. The point is, over the course of your investing career, your portfolio, your batting average, is above average. You have more base hits. You have more doubles, triples, and home runs than you struck out. You have got on base more times than you walked back to the dugout from the plate. That's why I like investing so much. It took me some time to realize that this was the mentality that you have to have. Because um, I started out investing, a friend of mine got me into it. Um, I'll save that for another podcast. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've done it. I've done the penny trade, the penny stocks. I've tried, you know, zero DTE options. Um, I've tried that kind of stuff. I've tried, you know, and, and some people are really, really successful at it. I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's a bad way to go. If that's if you're good at it, that's awesome. I'm, I, I, I give you total props because I don't have the temperament for that kind of investing. I don't have the temperament to sit there and, and watch a, a ticker on a one-minute or a five-minute chart and try to identify now is the time to sell, now is the time to buy. Um, there are people out there who are really good at it, um, and if that's you, cool. If that's what you want to do, awesome. There's lots of resources out there to learn how to do it, and I, I, I give you 100% sincere um, hope that you do well in it. Um, I'm not here to knock anything. I'm just here to, to give a point of view. I have found that for me, the best way to invest, to sleep at night, is to find um, good companies um, that have solid potential for growth, that will most likely pay dividends. Um, that's one of the strong features that I do. I don't only invest in dividend stocks, but that is a, a in one of my in a couple of my portfolios, that is a focus of what I'm doing. So um, as this episodes go on, I will introduce different portfolios that I'm doing. Each has its own specific goal. Um, there's a reason for the investment being um, created the way they're created, and I'll go into those. Some of those I've already shared on my Twitter, and you can go on there and, and see the screenshots of the portfolio. The real, it's real money. It's not, it's not, um, it's not paper money. It's not play money. It's it's my actual money going into these different portfolios and trying out different um, strategies. But like I said, each one has a different goal. Um, 
quickly as a rundown, I'll let you know. Um, I have one portfolio that is solely um, intended to be my children's investments. It's a portfolio I created to help them learn about stock investing, to learn how stocks and the financial markets move, and to learn how to take your savings um, when you make money and invest it um, for your future. And then you have something to play with, you have something to play bills with. It's the whole gamut of, of teaching children about financial um, literacy, because it's not taught in schools, which is, which is really sad. So that's one portfolio solely for my kids. Um, I have a portfolio, a funny story, um, I've been doing investing for a while. My wife has not been interested in investing at all, um, but one day she comes to me and she starts asking about um, a certain stock and stocks and wanting to buy stocks. So I'm like, cool, let's let's do it. So I have another portfolio with um, some stocks that she's chose herself and things I put in there myself um, just to take advantage of having another portfolio with a different um, strategy. I'll go over that in another podcast. Um, I have my retirement accounts and I have a brokerage account. Um, so those are all different things I'm doing and I'll go over each one in different episodes so I can give them um, some attention. I can go through the strategies and my reasons for having them. Um, they're in different platforms. I'll go over those as well. Um, I use M1 Finance as well as Fidelity. I've used many, many different portfolios, uh, I'm sorry, platforms. Um, when the time is appropriate, I may comment on those or not. Again. Nothing in this is to me saying this is what you should do or this is why I think this is best. I don't. I'm telling you what's best for me, what I found works for me. I will give you my opinions about different things and you can go from that and decide if it works for you. But I really appreciate you being along with me on this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For me, it's just a matter, It's just a way to kind of document what I'm doing and then I can come back and look at things and maybe I, I, I go, wow, why did I... Why did I buy that? Why did I set this up? And I can remind myself. I've got my notes at you know on my desk where I have the different portfolios, the different days I'm going to invest, the different amounts in per investment. That's all depend on how much cash I have. But it's all stuff that I've I've kind of really tried to think through and and make a plan for. So that's you know what I'll go over too: how to make a plan, how to set yourself up so you you have the plan to follow. Because if you don't have a plan to follow, then you're just kind of going at the whims of the market. I've been there. Like I said, this is experience. This is not me lecturing. I've invested with companies, and then a week later looked at it and didn't even recognize the ticker. And you know, maybe I heard it on a radio show or a podcast, and I, without thinking or without looking into it, without making a plan, I invested in it, and now it's going up or down. I, you know, some were winners, some were losers, but I didn't like that feeling of loss. Like, why did I even invest in this in the first place? And I couldn't remember why. So, you know, I've been there been through all those different situations. I haven't been, I haven't done everything that people make mistakes about when investing, but I've done a lot of mistakes. I've lost money. I've made money. Um, and I'm just trying to start now at a baseline where I say, okay, I'm going to do this better than I've been doing over the last five or so years. And the next five or so years, I want to see some really great returns on these investments. So again, thank you very much for tagging along with me on this journey. I hope you enjoy it. Again, um, Twitter at options underscore legacy or email me at the legacy finance podcast at gmail.com. Let's have a conversation. Let's exchange ideas and let's go through this journey together.